keep uh, keep the situation in Israel. I don't know if you follow any of the news. I only catch the top of the news. I don't care about their opinion. But they are being basically invaded on all sides. And we've got, I think, the third aircraft carrier is headed over there now. We're going to have three complete aircraft carriers plus all the support vessels. We're talking big things going on. And it could, it could flip that quick. But you know, we're okay because we know Christ. And if this would happen to turn into <clears throat> what the Bible talks about the end times, we're going to be gone before all this gets crazier than it already is. Uh, so sad to see people that live with such hate. I mean, to go into places and decapitate little babies and things like that, those aren't people. They're living a whole different realm than we're living. Uh, that's why the message I'm going to be sharing this morning, we talked about a little bit Wednesday night. <clears throat> title of the message is Yes, Forgive. And we've got, we've got a foundation that we live by. We all have to have a foundation. <clears throat> if you don't have a foundation, you have nothing to go back to. 1 Corinthians 3.11 says, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, in that foundation, in an area of that foundation, there's a, considered a cornerstone. And I always, always explain this because some don't understand it. There has to be a place where you start to keep the level of things in your life. This building... <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it was that corner right back over there was where they started the measurements. And everything from there then, the whole foundation this building is sitting on had to be level. So they had to shoot from one point, not two. The bridge is going up. It's, it's got one place that they start at to build this bridge that's going to cross. And all the while, I'm pretty sure it's the type of bridge that comes together from both sides. So it's got to be. Now, they use GPS now because the way it's designed, but it still has to come from a point where we have to start the foundation. He is our cornerstone. He is the very cornerstone of our life. And the problem with what's going on in the Middle East is they have no cornerstone. They've got people's opinions on how life should be, and you can't go by anybody's opinions. That's why I'm not much of a news person. Used to be. I got so caught up in Fox News that I thought they was the Bible. When in fact they're just as bad. I didn't get any amens or anything about that. Now we know that CNN is chicken noodle news. We know that already. But they're all just giving their opinions, which is their opinions, and most of it is read by somebody that writes their opinions. They're not really news people. But we've got to recognize we have got, listen to me, we have got all we need right here. But we have got to learn that we've got to stand on just what this says, and we've got to operate in this. Now, forgiveness, I'm going to be talking about, is the glue or the cement in the concrete of your foundation. Jesus came and he died for you. Why? So you would be forgiven. And without forgiveness, you'd live like they live over in the Middle East. They live over there by their opinions, their ideas, what they've been trained. And the sad, the sad part about all that is the way they've been raised in a family. To them, this is normal living. We're the ones that are infantiles. 
We've got to recognize that they're there. So we've got to walk in forgiveness towards what's going on, which is very difficult when you see some of the stuff that's going on. But in your everyday life, folks, you've got to have something that's holding you together. And you've got to have something that keeps you stable. And you've got to have something that takes care of you. I want to read a, a portion of scripture. Bear with me on this. Matthew 18, I'm going to read out of the Passion Bible. I, I like the translation of this. It says later in verse 21 of, of chapter 18, it says, Later Peter approached Jesus and said, How many times have I forgiven, how many times do I have, have to forgive my fellow believer who keeps offending me? Boy, don't we have that happen. Seven times, because that was a Jewish custom. Seven times? And Jesus came to, to change everything, folks. Hallelujah. Jesus, yes, hallelujah. Jesus answered, not seven times, Peter, but 70 times seven. The lesson of forgiveness is heaven's kingdom realm can be illustrated like this. There once was a king who had servants who he had borrowed money from the royal treasure. He decided to settle accounts with each of them. As he began to process, as he began the process, he came to his attention, the one of his servants who owed him one billion dollars. So he summoned the servant before him and said to him, pay me what you owe me. When the, his servant was unable to re, repay the debt, the king ordered that he be sold to the slave along with his wife, his children, and every possession they owned as payment toward a debt. The servant threw himself face down on the master's feet and begged him for mercy. Isn't that where we are with Jesus? We're so thankful that everything we've done wrong, everything I'm going to do wrong, which is so hard to understand, but that's grace. I know down the road, everybody I'm looking at, including myself, we are going to do something we wish we hadn't have done. But he has mercy for us. That's what's so awesome. That's what this is illustrating. He says, please be patient with me. Just give me more time. I will repay all that I owe. Upon hearing the pleas, the king had compassion on his servant and released him and forgave his entire debt. Now, think about it. If you owed a billion dollars, you'd be trying to win the lotteries that, that on the billboards and you're going to waste your money doing that because that's like getting hit with lightning. No sooner had the servant left when he met one of his fellow servants who owed him $20,000. Well, let me tell you what, $20,000 is a lot, but it's nothing compared to the billions. Goes on, he seized him by the throat and began to choke him, saying, You better pay me right now everything you owe me. His fellow servant threw himself face down at his feet and begged, Please be patient with me. If you'll give me, give me time, I will repay you all that, I, that is owed. But the one who had his debt forgiven stubbornly refused to forgive what was owed him. He had his fellow servant throw him to prison and demanded he remain there until he repaid the debt in full. When his associates saw what was going on, they were outraged and went to the king and told him the whole story. The king said to him, you scoundrel, I love the wording in the Passion Bible, you scoundrel, is this the way you respond to my mercy? Because you begged me, I forgave you the massive debt that you owed me. Why didn't you show the same mercy to your fellow servant that I showed to you? In a fury of anger, the king turned over to the prison guards, turned him over to the prison guards to be tormented until the day his debt was paid. 
In the same way, my Heavenly Father will deal with any of you if you do not release forgiveness from your heart toward the fellow believer. Now, as we read this, it talked about the person that walked in unforgiveness got put in a place where there was torment. Well, let me tell you, when you don't forgive, you are going to suffer more probably than the person that you're holding the grudge against. Because that is all you think about. You're going to get them back. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You think about it. You think about it. You think about it. You think about it. And what you're doing is you're putting that person in a prison, but you're going to be in torment. That person you've, you've ostracized, that person you don't want to see, that person you don't want to run into in Walmart, that, that person, can I go on and go on and go on? But you are putting yourself, you say, well, well, why is that? Well, that is because if you don't forgive, then you are going to be living a life where that that you don't forgive, you're going to become. For one thing, you say, well, that's, that, that's not right. Well, you reap what you sow, according to the Bible. And you come to the place in your life where... <laughs> See, God expects us to forgive just like he forgave you. Is that echoing, Tony, or is that my ears? He said, I'm working on it. Leave me alone. <laughs> in Matthew seven twelve, it says, Do unto others whatever you would like them to do to you. Well, if, now think about this. If I'm a Christian, and they know I'm a Christian, and I choose to walk in unforgiveness, as a witness, what am I doing? I'm showing them that God really doesn't do what God says he does. I'm showing them that I don't really believe what the word says. I'm showing them that I'm, I'm, I'm actually a judge, more so than God. I'm telling them that I can, I can, I can walk in unforgiveness for you because what you did. But yet when they see us, they're supposed to be seeing, seeing that foundation, that cement, that place, that cornerstone. So as we talk about this this morning, recognize this is not just a saying, oh, you need to forgive. You've got to forgive. Because if you don't forgive, you're going to be the one that's going to suffer, and you can't be the Christian you're going to be. Now, there's a, there's a scripture. There's a scripture. I'm going to go there. In Matthew, in Matthew 6, 14 and 15, this scripture, the people that live by law, that don't believe in grace, live by this. But let me explain this. In Matthew 6, 14 and 15, who is he talking to here? He's talking to the Jewish people, and the Jewish people live under the law. I mean, they have things they have to do or they, they're not forgiven or anything. Listen to what it says. And when, you, and when you pray, make sure you forgive the faults of others so that your Father in heaven will also forgive you. You're going, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Then it goes on and says, but if you withhold forgiveness with, from others, your Father will withhold forgiveness from you. Not now. Look at me. Not now. Because if this, if this is the way God operates, 
then all of the New Testament is wrong. All in Colossians and Ephesians and all the places that talks about your, your seal with the Holy Spirit. If you're born again and you ask God to forgive you for your sins, you are forgiven from then on. He was talking, he was talking, he, all the while, if you, if you pay attention to the Gospels before the cross, all the, before the cross, all the while he's talking to them, trying to convince them that living under law won't work. You've got to live under my grace. You've got to live under, once I die for you, once it comes up, once I die for you and the blood is shed, you are forgiven. So you can't take this scripture out of context. He is talking to the Jewish people and explaining to them what's going on. He's talking to them even how to pray. And even some of that has to be adjusted once we get to the cross. Because see, what, oh, I've had so many people get mad at me because I say you're forgiven, past, present, and future. That is what grace is. Is it hard to swallow? Yeah. Because I personally, my whole life, I worked for what I thought I got. I worked. I, I went to church so he'd be happy. I, I read my Bible so he'd be happy. I did my homework so mom and dad would be happy. I cleaned my room so that's all good, but that's not how you get salvation. Salvation comes through grace. Forgiveness comes through grace. I can't live that way. That's why and I've said this. I can't even count the times in the 30 plus years I've been on this pulpit. If you're trying to diet to lose weight, you will never accomplish it. Because you are putting yourself under law. Now you ask the Holy Spirit to help you and you'll win. Because he's the one that brings us. He's the, that's who we follow. That's that, that's that cornerstone. In our life is the Holy Spirit in us. Jesus did the work. He sent the Spirit of God to live in us. And we live by that still quiet voice in us. And every time, let me add to it too. We talked about Wednesday. Every time you choose to walk in unforgiveness, you think you're in control. Now think about it. I, I'm not forgiving you. Oh, you're in control? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk in unforgiveness so you straighten out. You're in control? You're not in control. It's an illusion. We are told to forgive. Why? Because that is, the, that is the very cornerstone of our relationship with people. That's the very cornerstone of the life you're living. That's the very cornerstone of everything that should be coming out of us as we walk and talk and travel and, and spend time with people. That's the very cornerstone of everything we do in our lives. We're here to serve other people. We're not here to get what we're supposed to get because when we get in that mode of getting, we get in that selfish mode and we, we want our way. Anytime out there that you're arguing with your husband or your wife or your kids, you're just wanting your way. You say, but what if it's right? He knows what's right. You give your opinion, then be quiet. You want to have a good marriage, those that's married? Talk everything out. Give your opinion, but then let it go and let God have it. If not, you'll walk in unforgiveness. But what about that person that really hurts me? What about that person that really hurts you? You think Jesus wasn't hurt? Bible says, Bible says multiple times where things that was going on in his life and he just had to be quiet. I love the saying, let it go. 
Well, that's easier said than done. Well, of course it is. Nobody said this was going to be easy. The only easy thing is if we just do what he says, then it's easy. Then it's at a place in our life where it's going to be okay. We've got to recognize we don't want to reap. We do not want to reap what we sow. We do not want to be at that place in our life where, what, you know, it, it tells us in, in I don't, they don't have it up, Matthew 7, verse 2. It says that uh, whatever, whatever, you, whatever you judge, you're going to deal with that in your own life. Why? Because the reaping and the sowing. Why, why would I want to walk? And I'll I tell you, through all the stuff our families walk through, I got a lot of stuff. I could write a book on stuff. I could walk in unforgiveness if I chose to walk in the flesh. And maybe for parts of it, I did. But I recognize this is not doing me any good. This is keeping me up. This is keeping me miserable. This is giving me ulcers. I can't fix any of this. I'm out of control of this. But they're wrong. They're corrupt. That doesn't make any difference. I don't, don't even get me started on the court system, folks. We've walked through that for 14 years now. And i got to be real careful here, but I'm telling you what. They're after one thing, taking care of their self. But isn't that the way the politicians are? Taking care of their self. Isn't that the way the world's being run now? Taking care of their self. Isn't that what's going on in the Middle East right now? Taking care of their self. They don't like Hamas. And all of those tribes don't like the Jewish people. Well, how come? Unforgiveness somewhere. Look what it did. Let's go all the way back. Abraham. They decided to do it their way. And doing it their way brought Ishmael. Then brought Isaac. Well, Ishmael is a descendant, folks, of the Eastern culture, of all that's going on. It's corrupt. It's wrong. It was done out of order. It was done by man. It'll never float. And we, we try to live that way but when we walk in unforgiveness towards someone, we are saying, I know better than you do, and you need to straighten up. And if you don't, I won't have anything to do with you. That'll just backfire every time. You know, the, the word torture there, when you, as far as what Jesus was saying, what happened to you? That literally, back in those days, they would put you on a board and tie your feet to a set of ropes and tie your hands to the, to the board, and they had a big crank. And they would, stretch your, they would stretch your body. That's how they would torture you because you didn't pay, because you walked in unforgiveness. That's what happens to us stress level-wise when we walk in unforgiveness. It's, it's amazing how, and I can say this because we, we've all walked through this. We've got somebody we're mad at. Is not that the only thing you think about? Your relationship with Christ gets put on the back burner. Does he ever leave me? No, the Bible says he never leaves me. But I'm not listening. Because I'm trying to think through my mind how I can fix them. Or how I can straighten this up. Or how I can take care of this. When in fact, our place is just to let it go and let him have our situation. Let him have our circumstance. And whatever comes about is what's supposed to come about because he's in charge of what's taking place. Matthew 6, 14 and 15 says, if you can't forgive others, you really don't see his forgiveness. It doesn't say that, but that's, that's basically what's going on. If, if I can't forgive, then I really am not, personally I'm talking, if I can't forgive someone for something they've done to me, I personally don't really understand his forgiveness. 
I'll never forget, and I, I've shared this before, I had a situation with my father that, that some stuff come up in our family. I, and truth, I was at a state in my mind where I could have pulled a gun and shot him. Now what good would that have done me? What good did that do me while my mind was there? And I'll never forget, you don't, I don't hear the Lord's voice audibly very often, but he basically, it was like he was standing in the room with me. Basically, he said, let it go. You don't know what I've done in his life. Then after I've studied, I've recognized, wait a minute. I know dad knows Jesus. Now, he doesn't have a real relationship right now, which he got later, but he still asked Jesus in his heart as a small child. So God had forgiven him for the things that took place. So we've got to forgive. Y'all look at me. This is serious, isn't it? It is serious. He said, well, I wanted a happy-go-lucky sermon. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not happy today. <laughs> Just to be honest with you, since I got here, I've been to the bathroom five times. Connie's favorite saying, this too will pass, has been a problem for me this morning. <laughs> but this will pass. <laughs> Let's get back to the topic. It's so vitally important to do what he's telling us to do. I'm telling you, if they go over here at this new bridge that's going up, and it's so interesting to me to watch this stuff. If they would decide to change this, the cornerstone in the midst of what's already went on, that bridge might end up in Tupelo, Mississippi. They come across the other side and be 15 feet off the pavement. I mean, you just don't know because you've got, and that's what happens to our lives. We wonder why, why we've got tribulation because that's what the Bible says we're going to have. But, but I think sometimes all of us bring a little bit of that on because... We don't work from the cornerstone. And we get, if, if we'd have majored this building and started in that corner, and we took the bubble on the level in the transit, and we just would have kicked it halfway, you'd have all been sitting crooked. And that's how you, that's how, would, every time we'd had service, you'd been in here and everything had been crooked. But that's what we're doing in our lives. We're trying to live a life and not live off the bubble. You know, people say you're half a bubble off. Well, you, you walk in unforgiveness, folks, and you're a half a bubble off. And you don't understand why things are happening in your life that are happening. Why, why, don't, why don't they like me? And why are, why are people talking about me? Have you talked about them? You walk into a group of people and they're quiet. They were probably talking about you. Well, why? Probably because you talked about them. Now, let me tell you something. Anytime you walk into a group and someone's talking about someone, degrading someone, they're going to do the same thing to you. They're a half a bubble off. And then they wonder why their life is a mess in so many areas. Now, God's grace is sufficient, and he's going to pull us where he, he, he's going to get us where we're going to go. He's going to take care of that. I know that I know that I know. That's just what God does, because the Bible says that. But we've got to recognize we have a place to play. So while we're walking from this point to this point, why don't we walk on level ground? Why don't we recognize that we've got to walk in, we've got to, we've got to walk in forgiveness no matter what we do or what we say? Why forgive? Well, because it's our foundation. Colossians. I want to flip to Colossians chapter 3. 
I got it marked here. This Bible is not broken in yet to find everything easy. Colossians 3, 12 and 12 through 15. Let me just read. I don't want to read all that. Let's 13. Tolerate the weakness of those in the family of faith, forgiving one another in the same way you have been graciously forgiven by Jesus Christ. If you find fault with someone, release the same gift of forgiveness to them. For the love is supreme and, and must flow through each of these virtues. Love becomes the mark of true maturity. Let your heart be always guided by the peace of the anointed one who called you to peace as part of his one body and always be thankful. Follow the, list, the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life. Every time you get offended, don't go there. Your Holy Spirit will tell you, what are you doing? This is the right way. Forgive them, let it go. Just let it, don't say a word. Don't look the way you're wanting to look. Don't put that look on your face. Don't, just walk with love in your heart and let God take care of it because God knows what's going on. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgave you, forgiven you. You say, well, why are you reading this? Because that's what the Bible says. You say, well, but, but you don't know what they did to me. You don't know how they hurt me. It doesn't matter. Look what they did to Christ. I, I think about sometimes what he went through, how little we really understand. But when they talked about blindfolding him, to me, I would think that would be the worst, not knowing what's coming. Not, no, but, but what did he do with it? He knew someone bigger had his life. And he knew someone bigger had direction. Did he have to go through stuff for us? Yes, he, he didn't have to. He was a man. He had a free will. But he knew that doing it and, and being quiet when he's supposed to be quiet and speak when he's supposed to speak is what took him where he needed to go. Garden of Gethsemane. Lord, is there any other way I can do this? But I know that this is what's got to happen. I know I've got to shed the blood for the forgiveness of everybody that's coming after me. One of these days, and I, I think we're going to see it, one of these days, bam! Don't you want to be with Jesus? Well, I don't want to leave. I like, I like uh, I'm happy with life. Folks, you don't know what happiness is. This is a vapor. This is but a, but we've got to do what Christ tells us to do. Not under law, under common sense. I mean, it's kind of like the water that's boiling on the, the kittle. You, you, don't, you don't put your hand in the water when it's boiling. If you do, you won't do it again. Well, it's the same thing with unforgiveness. When you recognize some of this stuff that goes on in our life, we brought on ourselves because we thought we were in control. But we're not in control. He's in control. And if we, can take, if we instantly can take everything to him, I promise you your life is going to be better. It goes on. Well, well the scripture everybody knows. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So... We do the same 
for everybody else. We just learn when, that, when we get hurt, when, we, when we, things happen in our lives, we just forgive and let them go. Now, you don't carry unforgiveness toward the policeman that slows you down when you're doing 95 miles an hour. You thank him for doing his job. You don't carry unforgiveness to those kind of things. You let those kind of things go because of what you did. Well, it's the same. If you choose to walk in unforgiveness, you're choosing to walk in that. And I can tell you right now as a pastor, I can prophesy to you right now, if you're right now walking in unforgiveness against anybody, it'll bite you. Nobody's smiling at me today. I'm telling you, that's an easy prophecy. Why is it easy? Because that's what the Word says. And it's not God doing it to you. Did you hear me? Because he says, you will reap what you sow. And if you walk in unforgiveness, what's even crazy about that, if you, that, that's judging. And the Bible plainly says, when you judge, you will do the exact same thing that you judged. Now that, well, I'm not going to be like them. I'm sorry. That's what the Bible says. And down the road, that's what happens in our lives. But we can, we can understand that he's got that. So what do I do? Just real quickly here, and then we're going to close. What do, I, what do we do? Real easy. One word. Forgive. Let it go. You say, well, I forgive, but I'm going to tell everybody about it. I think everybody here, including myself, is bad at that. Something didn't go your way. Well, you've got one or two people that you can confide in, and you tell them about it. You're not really gossiping. You're just telling one or two. No, the second thing I wrote down, be quiet. And let God really have it. Let him take care of his situation. Don't, don't raise the matter again, I got wrote down. It's a free will decision, folks. It's in the past, isn't it not? If something happened, and I'm walking, I, I can choose it right now. Do I, do I forget? Well, I can't fix what just happened. I can't fix what they thought. I can't fix what they think. I can't fix. Maybe they're right and I'm taking offense to something that really needs to be adjusted in my life. So what do I do in the midst of this? I, I don't walk in unforgiveness. I forgive. I don't talk to anybody about it except God. And I say, is there something in my life that I need to adjust and fix? Because that's what he wants to do. He wants to fix us. And all we go through, he wants to make it better. Does he not say no matter what you go through, he's going to turn it for good? That's how he turns it for good, by us listening to what's going on. And he comes to the place where we've got, we've got, we can't review this, the thing that hurt us. I forgive, I forgive, I forgive, I forgive. Well, you're thinking about it. Just forgive and let it go and let God have it. Last thing I got wrote down. Forgive the past to restore the future. You say, well, but you don't know what, what that person did to me. I don't want to know what they did to you. I'm, going, I, I'm asking you just to let it go. Yeah, but... Yeah, but what? God will take care of them. He tends to know how to do that. Y'all recognize that? We live in the Milky Way galaxy. That's one galaxy of billions of galaxies. Then in the scripture in Psalms, he says, and I hold the universe in my hand. If he's big enough to do that, and he's big enough to take care of John Doe that messed me over. But I've got to let him have it and not me because I'm going to be on the torture chamber trying to take care of something I cannot fix. 
guarantee. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when concrete's poured and you leave it alone, it's going to get hard. You're not going to go back in and fix it. It's always a panic mode when we poured concrete all the way around this building. It's kind of like when it starts setting up, you better get it where it's going to be because it's there. That's what happens with unforgiveness. You carry unforgiveness and then you want to go back and fix it. And you want to, because I'm, I'm going to fix this now. No, you're better off just let the concrete lay. Yeah. Let it go. Now, if you, if you need to repent of something towards somebody, yes, you need to go to them and say, I'm so sorry for what I did. But if they've messed you over, you, you, you can't do nothing. That's in their hands. They're not suffering, and you are. It's the craziest thing. Sometimes people don't even know what they do. And you're mad at them for six months. I had a person right in, standing right there come up to me and say, I just want to let you know after a message like this, I want to let you know that I forgive you. I've been mad at you for three years. I'm going, I don't remember the exact how long it was, but it was years. And I'm like, serious? They suffered, and I didn't even know they were mad at me. Let's stand up. Praise and worship team, will you guys come on up? What a team we've got. So awesome. So awesome. Father, I know this is a heavy, a heavy message, but a message that we need to hear, we need to grasp, we need to understand that no matter how we've been offended, how we've been hurt, how we've been violated, whatever the situation or circumstance, how bad it could have been, our place is to do exactly what you did for us. You forgave us. You let it go. You absolutely don't even see us in that mode ever, 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 ever. The Bible says that our sins are as far as the east is from the west. Father, we thank you that you, you did that for us. Help us by the power of your Holy Spirit, by that still, small voice in us, to recognize that every time we've been hurt or offended, we've got to just let it go and walk in forgiveness and let you have every situation and every circumstance. And we thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, God, for being faithful to forgive us. Love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. Close like no other. I've known you as a 
you blessed if you need prayer for anything we'll be up front